Cones, what's going on? We're back. Told you we're doing it. This is another Thursday conversation coming right at you. Uh, so I don't want to give too much detail, too much background. We covered most of it in the interview. Uh, my buddy Ryan. Ryan met on the Norwegian Gem. Uh, let's just, we'll do the, it was in February. That's all That's all we're talking about. I would like to remind you, by the way, I want to thank everybody for last night coming into the live stream. We had a really good turnout. Uh, again, like I said, there is going to be so much more to look forward to. Uh, we had the cruise trivia. Now, we got to work on some stuff. I have to say that, and I mentioned it on the Patreon, that I think that it was a, you know, it was pretty Pretty good effort. Pretty good effort for my first run back. There are. It is not lost on me whatsoever how much improving has to be done, uh, whether it's the production, whether it's the you know the whole flow in general, the content, my disposition. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Back on the block. 50, we had 50 people in there at one point. I know that's not a lot for a lot of people, but hey, the little podcast that could is struggling along, but I could use a little favor from you. If you haven't done so already, go to a website. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called YouTube. You go to YouTube.com, and then there's a search bar up there. You search for Always Be Booked, and then you'll see my page. Then give me a subscription. We just got monetized on YouTube. Good things are to come. Uh, I think uh, I, I feel inspired, ignited, whatever the words are, and I think you're going to see a nice little push from the kid. We're excited about it. And uh, obviously, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. The Patreon is free today as well, guys. Listen to this interview first because this has some good value in it. High-level content here. Uh, with me and my buddy Ryan, uh, mostly Ryan did an awesome, phenomenal job. And uh, but having said that, if you're bored later tonight and you are on the fence about becoming a megacone, the Patreon is free. You you access it just by going to Facebook in the group. The Always Be Both Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. I made a post, and on that post there is a link, and you can listen to the Patreon. Yeah, I get it. You know, a little test drive. See what you see. See if you want to take the car or take the car for a spin around the block before you actually buy it. But without further ado, let's get into this interview with Ryan, my buddy that I met on Norwegian Gem in February of 2022. Let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey, it's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know what's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going and the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running peers Thanks for giving us your ears, through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we have Ryan. Ryan's in the house. Ryan is a, uh, first of all, welcome, Ryan. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we um, we connected on a cruise that was, uh, it went to the Caribbean, left from New York. It was a solo cruise that we did last, I believe it was February. And um, 
you know, I just, I, it was a long cruise. I was bogged down from work. The holidays were going crazy. So I didn't even look. I didn't ask. I didn't even pass go. I just booked this thing just blind. Um, you happened to be on the cruise and you were solo. Are you a regular solo cruiser? Regular solo cruiser. Yeah. And and how do you, what, do you have any type of strategy that you go into as far as cruising solo? Do you just kind of like go with the flow or, you know, over the years, has your style of solo cruising changed at all? Have, what have you learned? What has your journey been like as a solo cruiser? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I grew up cruising. So I was growing up uh, cruising with my family and uh, it wasn't until I moved to New York City uh, that I really tested out this solo uh, travel, um, you know, experience. And so I fell in love with it. Uh, I'll be honest, you have to, you have to like being alone at some points, right? So when you're cruising solo, as many opportunities as there are to meet people and whether it's coordinated by the cruise line or uh, you, you know, you take it upon yourself to go meet people. Uh, there's going to be times where, you know, when you're alone. And so I'm comfortable in that space. Uh, not to say that people who don't enjoy, you know, solo cruising aren't, but, uh, you know, most of my cruise is spent, you know, kind of by myself. And, and part of it, I mean, I enjoy, there, there's a lot of aspects I enjoy. Part of it is uh, I think I can really connect with the crew at an at another level uh when you're solo and and so i really go out of my way to connect with the crew and so i do see you know the familiar faces and, and people know my name around the ship so you don't really feel you know to say alone is i guess a strong word but you don't feel alone but uh you know so for me it works i mean part of it is the convenience of being able to travel when i want you know where i want and not have to answer to anyone <laughs> to be honest uh and so i really started traveling solo uh, when i moved to new york uh, which is now nine years ago which is crazy to say but um but that february trip was like many others i mean i i booked it solo i it was i think a really good deal i think that's why you had you had got on that ship i mean it was pretty affordable 10-day cruise uh, to the Caribbean, small ship. Uh, I like the gem. I've been on the gem several times, but um, but yeah, that's where I ran into you. <laughs> right, right. No, I agree with that sentiment too. As far as the, you know, I, again, my preferred way to cruise. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's nothing better when you got a big, nice crew of people, like-minded people. Whether it's friends, family, group cruise, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go that route. But then there's 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 those other times when you know what i just need to get away and i am absolutely uh gonna book a cruise whether someone's coming with me or not and then when you get into those situations though and you get on that ship i have to say that there is a level of comfort uh there's a level of having your own cabin there's a level of coming and going as you please without giving a not to be selfish but not giving a single solitary thought to anybody else that might be traveling with you you're going to wake up on any whim you do anything at any time you want at the drop of the hat there's something to be said for that isn't it oh for sure i mean 
the freedom to do i mean just do what you want there's something special about that and and i agree there's a good mix i mean every year i'm on a cruise with friends i'm on a cruise with family but the the overwhelming majority of my cruises are solo now and uh and i enjoy it i enjoy that that freedom and and for sure if you're going to travel solo uh cruising solo is the the safest way to go right so i'm i never feel unsafe uh on a cruise solo i mean i'll go on my own in port that doesn't bother me um i live in new york city and i'm walking around alone you know so there's there's a level of comfort that i have uh on these islands you know walking around by myself but for the people that may be worried about that uh that safety element you know you just book an excursion through the cruise line so everything is coordinated by the cruise line whether you're on the ship off the ship and and you can be comfortable that that you're gonna be safe and have a great time totally 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 agree i am you know, as far as the safety thing goes, I, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I feel pretty comfortable, uh, kind of coming and going as I as I please. There are certain areas that you do have to be careful with. I definitely questioned my decision as far as getting into a random taxi in uh, in Puerto Plata when I when I went up that hill, but. Uh, Maybe I can count on one hand what times I may have gotten myself into situations where they, you can consider it to be a little dicey. But yeah, I agree with you 100%. Anything cruise line related, if you're going to book through the cruise line at all, you're, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Um, all right, so I guess uh, moving on from solo cruising, I guess cruising in general, what type of cruiser are you? You have those people out there who love the big brand new ships who have to be and will not accept anything less than the newest and greatest that that is that is introduced to the industry and then there's those traditional cruises who really uh kind of shy away from that type of thing and want the traditional uh formal nights and the dining and the you know just really the connection with the sea the simplicity of cruising which direction do you sway i'm all over to be honest with you, I, I like them both. I mean, there's a time and place for for both kind of, uh, you know, experiences. And I gravitate towards, um, you know, certain uh, certain cruise lines, just kind of how it works out. I, I prefer to cruise out of New York City, so uh, New York City, uh, New Jersey area. So I, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I'm not about, uh, I, I don't obsess over the itinerary or the ship. Uh, I really look for affordability. Uh, I look for scheduling if it makes sense for for work. I mean, I'm in my 20s. I still have to maintain a job. So I, you know, I have to, to work around a schedule. And so I, I don't really care where I go or what ship I'm on, to be honest. And I, I don't know that many people are like that. Uh, for sure, if I was doing one or two cruises a year, I would be more meticulous about um, about what cruise I'm going on. But uh, for me, I'm mostly out of New York, uh, mostly NCL and Royal for that reason. Um, and uh and yeah if i'm on an older ship i kind of prepare myself for that i i feel like i'm going home in a sense that in the gem stands out to me as as that ship because it's really been in new york for for many years and it's a smaller more intimate ship and an intimate experience uh, uh cruising and then you've got these ships now with royal i've been on the anthem i don't know how many times uh, the oasis uh, maybe four times and there's something to be said about those ships i mean they're massive they are uh, you know royal is definitely uh uh <laughs> 
really pushing the boundary of cruising when it comes to to those kind of ships and and i really enjoy them as well there's just you know you sort of set your mindset for for what you're getting into and what kind of cruise you're you're embarking on and uh, i love them all all right let, let hold on first first of all i will say yes the gem i agree with you the gem is probably at this point the ship that i've been on the most as well i always say gem is so new york it's been in new york so long if it could talk it would it would say how you doing it, it's just i mean it's just literally a, a new york ship they have been very very i guess strategic in their placement of the gem and making sure that it stays in new york but just to get the street cred going how many uh, around if you can count how many cruises have you been on do you know you know that's the question that everyone asks, right? I, I certainly over fifty. Last time I, I <laughs> yeah, and, what, and how old are you? I I'm twenty seven. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Cones, this is a uh, this is a cruiser. All right, so we have so many cruises. I cruisers out here who go on three or four cruises and all of a sudden they start a blog uh this is just a guy who it's in his blood it's in his spirit he's not necessarily jumping on youtube and jumping on podcasts like many of us he just loves freaking cruising and 27 years old 50 cruises that's that averages over two two a year since birth um so let's just do that for a second if you had to and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you had to give the 30-second elevator speech about cruising to the person who's on the fence about taking their first, first cruise, what, would you have something? Where what would you go at them with? Yeah, I mean, I always encounter the people that are, are resistant to cruising. You know, I'm going to be stuck on a ship. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be eating the whole time. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a sardine. You know, it, and those are always the typical responses. And I, and I just say, hey, you know, look at some of these photos. And I'll take out my phone, and I've got, you know, a database of all of my journeys over the years. And I'm like, look what I did here, and look where I was, and and who I met there. And you kind of win them over by telling a story. That's kind of what I've I've done at work, and I've learned that that's really the compelling uh, way to make an argument. And so I just show them and and uh, pictures and share my experiences. And and honestly, I'm like, it's the best way to travel uh, in terms of affordability. Uh, uh, convenience for me because I'm often not flying. I'm I'm getting in a taxi and 20 minutes later I'm at the ship. Uh, you know you you don't have to worry about um, you know all of these added expenses from a land vacation. Even an all inclusive, there's some things that come up right. And we talk about nickel and diming on cruising, but it's not to the level uh, that you'd see or, or or get from an all inclusive uh, where you want to do things off of the resort or you want to book a hotel somewhere and you're thinking about all of these uh, phenomenal dinners and uh, you know eating three meals a day or more which you can do on a cruise uh, and on a land vacation is costly and you're not going to get the service that you get on a cruise so for me it's all about the people uh, the affordability the convenience um, and you can see so many places in one week or or, or five days even you know I love to to tell people, you know, you can see, you can go to four countries in a week, uh -huh. you know, or you can go to Bermuda. You know, I also encourage people, especially in the Northeast, you know, if you, you want to try out cruising, sure, you, you, you've never done it before. Like anything we've never done before, we're a little apprehensive. And I say, go to Bermuda, go to Bermuda, whether it's a five day, which they have, or seven day, 
you you travel there and you you're docked there, right? A seven day cruise, you're docked there for two nights, three days, and so that's your hotel, right? You don't necessarily, uh, whether it's emotion, you know, concern about the motion sickness or what. Uh, that's always a, a cruise that I recommend for first timers because, you know, if you get through the day or two at sea and then you really enjoy those three days in Bermuda, and then you take a day back, I mean, that's sort of dipping your toe and and in a sense, uh, into cruising. Yeah, so you're crawling before you walk. I still have never been to Bermuda. I, I, yeah, I, we got to get you to Bermuda, Tommy. That's insane, so right? I've been to Bermuda, I don't know how many times. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's my favorite uh, favorite destination. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into uh, next. So you mentioned before how you don't necessarily look too deep into where you're going, what you're doing. You just, you know, you based on the frequency in which you cruise, you're going to hit everything. Uh, having said that, I would probably uh, surmise that by now, at some point, you do have some favorites. You just mentioned Bermuda. Uh, I, I'd be curious, and I'm sure everybody would be curious to know, uh, with such a impressive cruise resume, where are your favorite places to go? So I really like Western Caribbean. I like the Caribbean altogether. There's obviously things I like and dislike about every destination in the Caribbean. Uh, I I tend to gravitate towards uh, uh, Western, Southern. Um, I loved. Uh, I mean, I love Belize. I love uh, Belize proper, not the you know the private island there, but uh, Belize proper. You know, uh, Honduras, going down to the West End. Uh, you know, I, I've got these vivid memories and experiences from kind of the, the Western, Southern Caribbean. It's more affordable, too. It's less Western, I feel like, uh, you know, the St. Thomas, St. Martin. I, that's always, those are places that people gravitate towards when they're traveling uh, to land-based vacations. I don't hear often of people like going to Honduras, uh, you know, for vacation. So the fact that you can cruise there and, and get a, a eight or ten hour day out of it and and get back on the ship uh, um, you know there's something to be said about that so I, I really like Honduras Belize uh, Cozumel Costa Maya yeah those are classics I mean I like St. Thomas too I've done the the ferry to St. John uh, as you uh, recently tried to do um, almost I almost but, made uh, it but Bermuda too I mean Bermuda to me it, it's an island that yeah, it's not the most affordable. You're not going to compare the affordability of Bermuda to Honduras, but uh, it's the cleanest island I've been to. The The terrain is so unique. I mean, you talk about loving these islands with hills and mountains, and, I mean, you go down, uh, one side of the island is basically all cliffs and rock formations and some of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen, and and uh Pink sand peach. I mean, it, it's not made up, but it's not as as distinct as it used to be uh, because of the tourism and the the foot traffic on the beaches. But uh, but it's for sure a, a thing. Still, it's a, a beautiful uh, beautiful thing to look at, and and the beaches are just gorgeous. The people are the most friendly. <laughs> I mean. I've come to know. I mean, I know people on the island now. So when I go, I you know I can meet up with them at the bar. It's like to that point, and and they're so friendly. Um, they're very sophisticated people. It's safe. Uh, you know, I mean, it's expensive. I think their minimum wage is like, you know, twenty some twenty four dollars or something oh, wow. ridiculous. Okay. I mean, it's a very expensive island, um, but it's so it's so unique. 
that's what that's what draws me to it it's such a unique place and you kind of get a, a taste of everything you get the beach you get the city life in hamilton the nightlife if you want so uh, it's just a really cool place to go and the fact that you're there for for three days two nights is, is special that is awesome awesome so we've already um you know and we've we've met in person but then we've uh, gotten in contact virtually but we've probably already broken the record several times over on how long we've actually had a conversation um or at least a coherent yeah. at least a coherent one too because on the gem there was definitely i had the package oh, there was some drinking yeah, yeah there was a 10-day <laughs> drink package there so uh, is so as far as i i guess you personally what i guess what line of your work are you in just basically asking that to find out for people who want to cruise frequently uh what line of work are you in that would afford you the ability to have so much time to cruise so I, uh, I'm in, I'm currently in product development. I've been in product development for six years, and uh, before COVID, I wasn't cruising at the pace that I am now. Uh, so, you know, and and that's really attributed to this more f- flexibility in the workplace, uh, uh, working from home uh, element to that that's been introduced by COVID. But uh, before COVID, I mean, I was still doing five, you know, five a year or six a year. Um, and I would be very creative in how I did it. I mean, I you know, f- I'm always traveling on those holiday weeks: Memorial Day, Labor Day, uh, President's Day, uh, MLK. Like wherever I could go and and stretch out my vacation time the most, I was there. Uh, so if I got a Monday, Tuesday off from work or a Monday off from work, I'd take four days off and find an eight-day cruise somehow and squeeze it in, where it's a Saturday return on a Sunday, and just really optimize uh, my vacations. Um, now I'm fortunate, I guess, to say after COVID uh, that there's a lot more flexibility um, at my company. And, and so there have been, you know, opportunities for me to travel and work from the ship. Um, and so, I, yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, I'm in, I'm in product development. I studied engineering and business and um, working in New York City in my 20s. And I, I just gravitate towards cruising. And it's, it's something that works out for me. And it, it grants me uh, the opportunity to do what I love. And, and, that's, and that's cruising. That's awesome. You live in the city of Manhattan or are you in one of the boroughs? I'm actually in the Bronx. Oh, yep. really? Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, w- I wanted to, I guess, go over tell tell the uh, tell the cones out there how we came in contact. So I was kind of floating around the ship. So that cruise, and I had mentioned it on the show before. I was a little skeptical when I first got on this ship because I did book it in a whim. I was very stressed out from work. There was a lot going on, and I was almost looking like I, f- I felt like I was. <laughs> spiraling down a drain and this cruise was going to be like this rope that somebody sent down all right yeah holiday seasons are over i took on this position of director of operations for the entire company and the situation i was in was there were just people i'm sure in every industry but in the restaurant industry management servers bartenders everybody's just dropping like flies because they have a stimulus check or whatever they don't want to work we knew about that crisis that's going on so it was just crazy so i told them i just i need i need i need a little bit of i need a week maybe a little more uh but when i get on this ship i was like wow this is 
this is a reality. I am literally getting on this thing solo. And I've done solo cruises before, but not in a bunch of years. And then this one was crazy. So I was just kind of like floating around the ship. I started to get my sea legs under me after the first couple of days. I started feeling a little bit better because I was going to the gym. I was kind of, it was just, it, it, it started to improve for me. But then once there was this, um, I guess you organized it. It was a bar crawl. And I was kind of walking around, and I had met uh, the gentleman. His name was Mike, I believe, right? Yep, Mike. Yeah, Yeah, so I met Mike and his wife, uh, Michelle, and they were really, really cool, very, very nice, outgoing people. And then at like maybe the third or fourth stop on the bar crawl, they introduced me to you. And just yep. listening to you talking about how much you had cruised, I was like, "Wow, this guy's you know, this guy has this this guy's the real deal." And then we kind of had a conversation, and then not too longer after that, we went to another stop at the bar crawl. And can you explain that situation about <laughs> them trying to tell you that the bar crawl was not they they wanted to shut down the bar crawl? Yeah, it's a funny story. I mean, it's something that I'll I'll keep forever for sure. I mean, just going back to when we met. I mean, we were in the atrium, I think, of the gym, and and uh, and Mike said, you know, you know who that is over there. I'm like, no, who is that? No, of course, said, not. Tommy from uh, Always Be Booked, the podcast. And I'm like, oh, really? And I think you mentioned on your show one time uh, something about like, oh, I, you know. I, I don't know if I, I've never met someone for the first time on a ship or something, and I, and that was true for us. I mean, I I didn't know to be honest about you. I'm a, I'm new to the community for sure. That was back in February, but um, but yeah, it was it was great to run into you, and I'm I'm glad that you uh, you joined us at the end of the crawl, uh, only to get to the next bar. Hold on, and, though. Uh, hold on. I only I only um missed the most of the crawl because I was an hour behind because I didn't make the, oh, right. the switch over from thing, yeah, right? yeah 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 <laughs> so we get to the next bar and and uh, I, that was actually our final stop and, and people that are familiar with the gem uh, know about bar city which is this area of the ship that they've kind of put three bars together into one bar if we're honest and uh, we we brought the group down there now we had been on a bar, on a bar crawl, so you know how it works. I mean, it, we'd been drinking for a few, you know, maybe two hours at that point, starting at uh, up in um, uh, up on the pool deck and working our way down. So, um, w- one of the officers, I think, well, I think he was uh, within the bar bar team, uh, came up to me and said, you know, hey, we got to shut this down. And I'm like, what do you mean, shut this down? Now, I knew I had met a travel agent on this sailing, and she had done a bar crawl the day before with all of her, you know, her group of, of, of clients. And that, I mean, they had like, I don't know, 50 people. Like, wait, I mean, we had actually probably 40 or 50 people, but they had more than us. And she had done it with no problem. So I just didn't expect to, to get the resistance that, that we got from the crew. But he said, you know, we got we to gotta shut this down for safety issues. And I remember... I, I was kind of taken aback by it, and I think I was standing near you at the time, and and we were all like, "This is ridiculous! Like, what do you mean safety issues? You know, you, NCL, you know, you're getting the drink package, and and wh- who's to say, you know, we can't all get together and have a drink? I mean, what what kind of regulation is there when it comes to drinking on board with an unlimited drink package? So, and, and some people weren't even drinking, right? So, to stop people from congregating and having fun at sea. I mean, I, I, it was wild to me. And I, I'll be honest, NCL, and I've done plenty of pub crawls since February, 
and have had no issues. I mean, I've been encouraged to do them to the point where they'll stock the bar with water bottles. You know, they'll bring extra crew in to work. I had given them a heads up on that gem sailing the day prior. I had printed out the itinerary with the times and said hey guys you know here's a heads up this is what we're going to do i always feel bad for for the bartenders you know if they're not staffed properly and they get a group of 40 50 people walk in you know that's not fair to them so i always go out of my way to to give the the ship uh, the ship's crew a heads up and something happened on that ship i don't know whether it was uh, up through you know senior officers or what but they were clear about it, and, and they were clear that they, they were not going to, to allow pub crawls. Well, I kind of, you know, I had been drinking that day, too, and I, I kind of jokingly said, well, thanks for telling us this is our last stop. So if they're going to tell us to shut the pub crawl down, uh, at least it was uh, uh, the last stop of the pub crawl, so it kind of worked out. I don't know whether or not they let us do it and gave us, you know, this at the end to, kind of as a warning or whatnot, but... It's bizarre. It's just to me, and I don't know if you, I, I just don't understand how you would regulate that type of thing. You have, you you're, you have a bar, you we're on a cruise, we've got the drink package, or maybe we didn't, we're willing to pay, whatever, whatever the situation was for each particular individual that was in that crawl, and we went to a bar. What are you telling me? There's no bar crawl, it's closed? Like, we're, we're a group of friends, we met together, and now we're, now we're going to bars on the ship. How do you... How would you possibly uh, enforce a ban on bar crawls? I don't know. I get it. it I, what you just said is right as far as it does. Uh, I guess it can be a little overwhelming to the bartender that's there, which is why that was good. You did let them know. And you didn't get any resistance when you let them know previously, did you? No, of course not. No. And I then, mean, it was par for the course. I like doing these things. And, yeah. And, and I, it's not the first, nor was it the last pub crawl I did on NCL. Right. So what, what we did on our cruise, uh, you know, we had a, the Pirates and Pier Runners, the group cruise, but then we met, you know, in the regular group, we did a bar crawl of people that hadn't been in the group cruise. They didn't know about Always Be Booked or anything like that, much like a lot of people don't know about it. But, you know, we, we got together and we I it, ter- it took on a life of its own. They ended up, I said Pirates and Pier Runners, that's the name of the group cruise, but they took that as, okay, let's dress up as pirates. So there was literally <laughs> no less than, I would say, 50 to 60 people that were in pirate gear, all very, very loud and boisterous. And I just, I do, I do feel bad for the, you know, some of those bars in the Royal Caribbean ships, they're just one-man operations. And all of a sudden there's 60 pirates converging on them, <laughs> screaming, you know, like, scre- <laughs> screaming, and, and they didn't know what to do. But I got to give a shout-out to the guy in my group, Scott. Scott absolutely literally took on the uh the role of like a a project manager and started working with a representative from the cruise line and they literally rate they had they were on radio communication with it with each other and kind of like making sure that the next bar was ready for the storm that was about to hit and, wow! Uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was just I, I had never seen that type of thing where somebody just shuts down a bar crawl. Can you imagine? I mean, some of the the, the stuff that it goes wrong. I, I was on the gym once, and there was a, I mean, a, a, a fifteen on fifteen brawl in Bliss where I was deep into Bliss, 
and the glassware was flying back and forth and it was just me and a girl i was with and i'm like how, uh, how are we gonna get out of here and uh, oh, no. for them to be worried about silly things like bar crawls i mean that's the the least of and we were a pretty peaceful crowd right it was harmless, Tommy. Right? It yeah. was like two o'clock in the afternoon on a sea day. You're on a ten day cruise. You don't have got. You don't. It's not college. You know, spring break. I mean, we were just having a good time, and we were very safe about everything. I mean, exactly. I don't exactly. Know what, the, what the problem was that day? So what? So what is? Uh, what is next for you? So like, you, you've done a lot. Dare I say you've done most, but you haven't done it all. What's out there for Ryan? What's on the horizon? What is the, um, you know, I guess the, the 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 couple of quick points as far as your bucket list on what you still want to do as far as cruising? Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a lot, to be honest. I mean, as many cruises as I've been on, as I mentioned, it's mostly... Um, you know, selfishly out of New York for, for affordability and convenience. So Caribbean, yeah, there's... Uh, I. Uh, where have I not? I actually haven't been to Key West, uh, and I was looking at cruises recently that stopped in Key West. It's funny how the, you know, that's kind of the the place one place I haven't been. And so, uh, and I I've done Alaska, I've done Canada, I've done Bermuda. Um, I have not gotten into Europe that much. I did one cruise out of Rome um, years ago, but I, I I can see myself going back to that part of the world this year. Um, and here's why i did 12 cruises in 2022 and that's by far the most i've ever done in a calendar year and i i'm kind of i wouldn't say i'm tired of going to the same places but i'm trying to challenge myself going into the new year you know to 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 try to do something on the bucket list try to do something different uh, maybe not go on as many cruises but do something more more meaningful and and honestly more expensive and so i've been looking at some sailings in the fall um maybe november time frame um there's a few uh, uh ncl really does have some great itineraries i mean i'm open to other cruise lines uh, for sure um but some of their their itinerary i mean they've got like 10 day cruises and there's 10 ports it's like so port intensive and 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 they're very strategic in how they plan their itineraries um there's there's some uh there's some that are piquing my interest uh israel turkey uh, uh greek isles i've never done like I, I can see you know that's that's mostly on my bucket list over there i mean my real bucket list uh, would be dubai abu dhabi that part of the world um you know australia french polynesia bora bora uh i would love to go to asia i mean you you meet so many of these crew members from that uh from the philippines and uh, they've gotten me so excited about uh, going to the philippines and and i really want to explore uh you know that part of the world too and indonesia and and so there's so much on my list Tommy, I don't, I don't want to bore you, but no, no, not I, I've at really all. only done North America, you know, Alaska, Panama Canal, uh, you know, to this area of the world, and I, there's so much more to see, and that that's really my passion for travel, and I think probably why I get gravi- uh, gravitate towards cruising because you can see so much in in a in a small amount of time, um, but there is so much that I want to see in the world and so little time, and I'm having a hard time even grappling uh, with that to be honest because i could travel like this the rest of my life and still not see everything i want to see 
You know, there's a there's a pretty good one on October eighth. I don't know if you heard about it or not. It's going out of. Uh, I'll be honest. After uh, after I connect uh, after the live stream yesterday, I I was doing some some research. So I'll leave it at that. We'll yeah. we'll see if I. Uh, I can make it All on right. that. The All good right. thing is it doesn't conflict with anything. So Here we go. Uh, Ryan, Ryan leaving a little cliffhanger. I love it. We'll see. <laughs> to be continued. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what kind of trouble we can get in uh, yeah. in October, maybe. The answer is plenty. The answer is uh, too much. But uh, I would like to let, – let's go back to the solo thing for a second because I think we're gonna we're running past a half hour. I don't want to keep you all day because we both could do this all day, I'm sure. But I, I would um, – I, w- I, w- I would like to ask, and just for value purposes, I do know that there are a lot of people in the group, in other groups, people that are going to discover this podcast at some point that are going to listen retrospectively uh, that are into solo cruising, I, that are, I'm sorry, curious about solo cruising. And I feel as though that there are so many people out there that want to do it, especially lately. It seems to a lot of you see by the Facebook groups, a lot of more groups are coming up. Solo cruises, I want to do them, but I'm nervous. Should I do it? And everybody's so quick to say, oh my gosh, it's going to be fine. You get out there, just smile. You're going to have have more friends than you know what to do with in the first two hours, which we all know it's not that simple all the time. I did a piece on my website about solo cruising in general and, you know, about managing your expectations. Can you just, as we close it out here, and I really appreciate you, uh, the time, Ryan, can you just kind of end off on some of the things that people who are thinking about solo cruising uh, should expect and some of the things that they should think about as far as the stigma of solo cruising and just maybe on the way out remove some of the obstacles for them and tell them what they should look out for and what they should do yeah i mean it's true it's not all it's not uh as easy as as some people make it to be and and i'm a member of a lot of these groups online and and i see the encouragement for solo cruising as do i encourage other people to solo cruise um but it's not for everyone right so try something once for sure but it's it's not for everyone and i don't and i you know you wouldn't expect everyone to enjoy it but um but there's certain things that you can do to make it more enjoyable i mean uh, part of it is is honestly what what are you going to book what company are you going to work with i you know have I, i've mostly cruised on ncl but i'm i'm not one of these loyal to one brand kind of cruisers um i gotta get back on carnival i gotta get back on celebrity and and princess but anyway uh ncl has a phenomenal solo program and um most i mean i i think about some of these cruises uh um, this fall on the breakaway uh, up to canada i mean we had like we had like uh, 80 to 100 solos on some of these cruises. Now, part of that was because they were pricing these sailings uh, targeting solo cruisers. So they got rid of this, the supplement, which for those that don't know, I mean, typically you'd have to pay more to cruise solo because the, uh, the square, the, you know, the square uh, footage of the cabin is, is based on double occupancy. But they had really gone after solo cruisers this fall on some of the NCL sailings. So we had a, a great group of people uh on on some of these sailings this fall and so uh, ncl really goes out of their way to to get people together and connect is it within the first two hours no um but if you really are open to going to a meet and greet uh just introducing yourself sitting next to someone and and meeting someone new and and maybe you like them maybe you don't or maybe you join them for dinner maybe you don't but um you have you know the, the company 
does their part to really facilitate that and, and encourage that among solo uh, travelers. Now, that's not to say you have to go on NCL. I go on uh, I go on a lot of cruises, and 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 they all have um, you know meet and greets typically uh, scheduled, but some are self-facilitated, right? So on NCL, most ships. Um, well, most of the bigger ships, I'd say, have a solo coordinator. They go as far as to hire someone uh, or take uh, take someone from the entertainment team or whatever and dedicate them to the solo travelers that cruise, and they will make your dining reservations. They will walk you into the shows so you sit together, etc. So it's not to say that every sailing, every ship has it, but... Uh, Mostly, uh, uh, most of them do for NCL. Now, other cruise lines have this meet and greet uh, scheduled. It's in your your daily program or or whatnot, but uh, it's not facilitated by someone. So, if you're the person that's kind of uh, uh, you're not going to start the the conversation, you're not going to go out of your way to meet someone. Yeah, it may be tough. It may be tough to cruise, right? So part of that is you just have to start a conversation. You can't expect to be friend, you know, be be best friends with someone uh, when you're cruising solo if you if you don't initiate that uh, that conversation with them. So um, they they go and they they select a place and a time, and it's up to you to go there and uh, and meet people. Now, as much as I'm an advocate for solo cruising, I'll admit. There's most cruises. I'm actually not really going to the the meetups. <laughs> I mean, I'll go the first or second day, maybe. Um, so it's not to say that if you don't go to the meetups, or if you go to the meetup and there's you know nobody else shows up, there are other solo cruisers on that ship. And just because they don't go doesn't mean they don't want to meet people. So my my thing is is I mean. I like to drink. <laughs> I'm at the bars. I'm meeting people uh, around the ship, mostly around the bar, and I use that as a forum for for talking to the person to your left or right. And I meet people that aren't solo travelers, right? It doesn't mean that uh, if you're a solo traveler, you have to stay within that community. I branch out. I'm, I mean, I'm eating. I've had families invite me to dinner. I've had, I had a couple on their honeymoon invite me to dinner. I'm like, I'm not eating. It's your honeymoon. I'm not going to go eat with you, (laughs) you know? And, and they're, you know, people are so, uh, intrigued by this solo cruiser, right? Like if you're in a group of people, like you're kind of like, wow, this guy's cruising. So then they find out how many cruises I go on and they, they want to know more. Right. So, Hey, come to dinner. And I mean, if you're open, it's just this openness, right? If you're open to connecting with people, uh, you can do that. I mean, you're on a ship for a week, you know, (laughs) everything's at your fingertips if you want it to be, Uh, you know, so I I think the cruise lines can do a better job. Honestly, I think the cruise lines should get into this solo coordination coordinator space like NCL is doing. Of course, there's a dollar sign, I think, associated with that. But um, but solo cruising is 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 a, a thing that's gaining popularity in recent years. I mean, for me. Too. I mean, I, I've I've grew up not cruising solo, obviously, so uh, it's something that I tried once and have no regrets. And uh, I probably shouldn't have tried it once because now I have an addiction, and uh, now it's an issue. But but anyway, you're, uh, you're, you're no, not, I encourage yeah. anyone to cruise solo, and and it's something. But spe- it's changed my life, honestly, and I, I, it's changed my life. The people I've met. I have friends around the world now, and I'm only getting started. So I encourage everyone else to to try it once. You may not like it, uh, you may not 
have the personality that makes cru- you know cruising solo easy but everyone can do it and uh, and you're gonna have fun yeah no i agree totally and you are right to echo your sentiment about the solo coordinator i mean i got on the breakaway that was basically my first real solo cruise out of new york too and i was nervous about that i'm like how is this gonna go how, how is this uh, i have no idea and i went from that to i mean yeah he's like a they follow you around sometimes like bill collectors these solo coordinators try not showing up to something if there's a solo lunch because the newer ships they do have that uh, solo lounge solo cruisers lounge in the studio cabin area and uh you know, you you make your you establish your relationships there, and they know who you are. You know, you get your little crew or whatever. But you know, if you want to go off and do something on your own one day, you, I saw the guy. The guy's name was Romeo. He's around. Thomas, you weren't at the lunch today. Where were you? What happened? Was everything all right? What what? I'm like, yeah, I just I just skipped one. Is it? Can we do that? So that was like. So that's just you know to the point of Norwegian doing a very very good job of making sure that they go out of their way. And I do agree with you that most other cruise lines can do a lot better. And the other thing I'll say is for solo cruises. Uh, like you mentioned too, the solo cruise community, there's a lot of people that are on board solo, a lot of people that you won't even know that are solo that aren't showing up to every meeting. But you also have to look out for the solo but not solo people too. You know, there's right. a, there's a big difference between, you know, if we go with a group of, group of six guys, we're together, we're cruising together. If we're gonna, But a lot of times there's multi-generational uh, passengers that are on a mother-daughter cruise or, you know, somebody... You know, if you're in your early 20s and you were dragged on a cruise by your grandparents, you know, that's a solo cruiser kind of, you know, they're going to be looking for things to do because they're not on board with somebody who's as like-minded as maybe, you know, you or I would be or some other groups would be, right? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that. I mean, there's the element of, of the, the the affordability and the cost of traveling solo. And so oftentimes, you know, people gravitate towards inviting a friend or maybe a distant relative or, or even your sister or whatever, like to go on a cruise just to fill the room and, and not have the burden of having to pay double, for example. So uh, it doesn't mean that they aren't cruising solo or have that kind of experience. I'm glad you mentioned the generational piece because I'm, I'm going on a sailing in February uh, on the getaway and there's a, uh, I guess it's kids vacation week. So wish me luck, but uh, there's a lot of people posting in the, in the Facebook group, you know, Hey, you know, single mom, um, traveling with my, you know, 11-year-old. So, like, yeah, she she wants to go to the solo meet and greet. Yeah, come, you know. And that, people are like, oh, well, I'm not. I'm traveling with my son, so I'm not technically solo. It's like, come to the meet and greet, meet people. This is what vacation is all about. Traveling is all about connecting with people and 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 having fun. So, I mean, whether or not you qualify, or oh, I'm traveling with my mom or my sister, I think. We have to embrace everyone and, and, and get everyone involved and, and having fun. I mentioned before you're not a vlogger. You're not in this space as far as having podcasting and uh, YouTubing and stuff like that. But uh, I- I'm going to speak for everybody who's heard this. You, 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 you're pretty smooth, brother. I mean, have you? do you do this at work a lot? I mean, what's going on? You, you're, pretty, you're pretty good on the air. i got to be honest I, I with suppose, you. I suppose. No, I, I, I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, in product development, I, I work with a lot of people and presentations. And it's, it's presentations. It's phone calls. It's uh, it's a lot of uh, of of that. So, yeah, no, I appreciate that, Tommy, and I had a lot of fun uh, fun coming on. And I've thought about the content creation piece. It's it's just not for me at, at this point. But I'm I'm 
I'm really into cruising, and I I'm really engaged with with the space and the community, uh, with you and 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 some of the other uh, mainstream uh, content creators in this industry. So, I uh, I appreciate that. Well, if you don't want to get into it now, you do have a place here at Always Be Booked, and whatever you want to flex that muscle, you can. Uh, you're always welcome on the show, man. I appreciate the. Uh, the, the time we had today and you did a great job man thanks again thanks so much boat drinks boat drinks brother <laughs> <laughs>